Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sheila Shoiga, and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not. But my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. Last week, I released the first part of my sleep podcast with health scientist and sleep consultant Tom Coleman, in which he explained why sleep is so important and what happens when we sleep. And today, in part two, he answers your questions. The proper alarm to have is what I call the reverse snooze button. Instead of hitting your snooze button, like set an alarm to go to bed. Set an alarm to initiate mm. your, your hour routine of, okay, an hour before I need to start unwinding here and then into bed and then it takes you half an hour or whatever. So, like, you should be setting alarms for that because if you do that correctly, then the, the morning will look after itself. You will wake up feeling pretty good. Tom is married to Jenny and their son Kai is nearly two and he's worked with professional athletes and elite teams on improving their sleep and nutrition for many years now. In this conversation, he covers a wide range of questions to help us get better sleep. So, Tom, I put it up on Instagram yesterday that I was going to be talking to you and I asked people to send in their questions. And as I uh, imagined it would be, the phone pretty much exploded with questions about sleep. I've only written down a handful of them because I couldn't write them all down. I would have been there for about five hours. And I've, I've kind of divvied them up into categories because there were a lot of similar yeah. themes. So I had a lot of questions on people who were anxious. They found that their mind was racing, that they were waking up. I mean, you've already answered in one way or mm. another, but we go through that. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of questions about shift workers or mm. frontline workers that yeah. are working those bizarre hours and in very difficult situations. Mm-hmm. So and I know that's an area of particular interest mm-hmm. and expertise of yours. So I'm really looking forward to getting in, into that. Dreams, nightmares, tech habits, routines, Mm. people asking about supplements, whether they're good, should be used or not, menopause, perimenopause, and Mm. then the various different sleep disorders, things like sleep apnea, teeth grinding, Mm. sleepwalking and talking, snoring. There's tons, (laughs) right? So I don't know. Let's see how we go. Yeah, we'll see how we go. We rifle through them. Absolutely. Back to the anxiety, mind racing, waking up type questions. Right. Somebody asked, any tips for an anxiety sufferer who wakes at night? I have no problem falling asleep as I'm so tired, but I wake up in the middle of the night and I struggle to get back to sleep as my mind is racing. Yeah. Um, great, great um, question. And, uh, you know, I couldn't tell you how common this is. So you're not alone. And I want you to remember what I said earlier on. A lot of the sleep pressure has been lifted because you've repaid the sleep debt. It's natural that you will wake up. But what we tend to do is, and again, it depends on the, the type of person you are. You know, you can wake up again and go, oh, my God, I'm awake again. And you get stressed out about it. Or you can just go, I'm awake. Actually, you know what? That's fine. That's natural. 
it's going to happen and don't put pressure on yourself to get back to sleep we've all been there where you're going I have to sleep you know, you're almost better saying, I'm going to try and stay awake as long as I can. Um, I love this. If I only could have shifted my perspective back in the day yeah, when I, mean, I woke, because I was yeah. the person going, why am I not sleeping? Why? Da, 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 yeah. And I'd be beating myself up over it. But mm. if you can shift the perspective into a bit more of a laid back, hey, it's it, all cool. It's, it's grand. I'm meant to be awake right yeah. now. Yeah, this is, this is fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I just mean, roll with you it. know, people that look at their look at their phones and go, it's three o'clock. Oh, my God. Where, yeah, why you, am I awake? You, <sighs> you can look at the phone and go, oh, my God, I've got four more hours in bed yay <laughs> so and like I, I'm going to tell you the biggest barrier I come across in not just in sleep but in areas of health is 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 the, the script the narrative the, the first thing that comes going yeah. oh god I can't do that I'm awake again I can't sleep it always happens to me you know you're kind of nearly reinforcing it like that you are yeah know that it's it's natural know that your mind will seek out problems at three o'clock in the morning that it can't really solve. That's 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 going to happen. That's that's fine. What I'd like you to do is, and I didn't really cover this, but what I'd like you to do is build a really lovely routine. Twenty minutes, half an hour before you go to bed or fall asleep, or even while you're in bed. So you get your make it a ritual, right? So your bedroom is cool, clean, organized. No, cl- try and get the clutter out. Clutter causes background stress. Okay, mm-hmm. you imagine what would be a haven for sleep. And you create that in your bedroom. Use your oils. You use whatever you want. And then you know, very dark. Get into bed. Get your eye mask. Do your little routine. And then find a meditation, a podcast, music. You know, there's there's, there's so much out there. I'm visualizing you now, Tom, with the the eye mask on, doing the and the oils and your. <laughs> do you use an eye mask yourself? I do. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I've no problem. I've no problem saying that at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and, and like, no, in all seriousness, of, of all it, the things, yeah, of all the things that I I give advice on, some things will take you weeks to change. Right. The eye mask is instant. Okay, it's instantaneous, and the first night you wear it, you'll you'll see an improvement. So you know, five or ten euros for an eye mask. And you're, so you're, you don't have to spend big bucks on it. No, they're cheap. Go to your local farm. Remember, it's called a eye mask, not a blindfold. Don't go into your case. <laughs> Looking for a blindfold. Uh, Yet another little insight there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny will be delighted with this podcast. Yeah, the, the, the partners will be, will be, uh, will be looking at each other. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. The, oh, your guess. Remember the eye mask. So okay. Yeah. Um, so and even earplugs. Some people, some the noise. See, you're cutting out the sensory stimulus. So that's a good thing. It, for some people, it, it you know, uh, we live in the country and we've all these lovely crows that get up at half four in the morning and start, you know, shouting. So, yeah, um, soft foam earplugs. And, yeah, okay. you know, so you have your little ritual yeah. right, and, and ritualize it. And, and like, and, and you're right, like things like essential oils, like your mm, lavenders, mm-hmm. they kind of also whether people believe in the properties of them, mm. it's almost like you're sending those signals to your brain. Yeah. It is time for sleep. Yeah, well, you're it's, getting... it's cueing control. I think that's what it's called in psychology, cueing control. Yeah. When I do this, this ha- I get a response, right? When I do this, this happens. Mm. Now, you have to remember you can train yourself to sleep. The U.S. military train all their new recruits. Every one of them, they trained them. And, and this guy said at one of my talks, he said, oh, I, try, I tried the technique. It didn't work. I said, well, how, how long did you try it for? He said, I tried it once. Yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. it's six weeks. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you have to get into your, yes, I can train myself to fall asleep. So you build that ritual, that routine, 20 minutes. And you have to stick with it. And stick with it every night. And you know what? You'll start, you'll start working and you go, do you know what? This is great. I can do it. Then you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you initiate the ritual. Can I just ask about the, the eye mask thing mm-hmm. again? So yeah. for the person that's waking up, does that help then when they wake up that they're in darkness? Do you know it, what I mean? It will, will it help send the signal go back? Well, go it, back it, it will because it, it, again, and I feel as though it's got the physical attribute of cutting out any any background light, but it's got the psychological attribute of 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 going. All right, this is part of the ritual again, so it's part of you know. So if it's come off or if yeah. it's whatever, they can just put it back on, reposition it, and, and get into that thing. The anxiety and the worry and the overthinking, you want to give your brain some chewing gum. So that can be a podcast, a music, or a body scan technique where you're working through. Your, your, your body, you're relaxing. Mm. So, you, you know, don't allow, don't lie there and allow your brain to start going, Christ, what did she say to me today now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or start thinking, do you know what? I'm in big trouble here with my career or whatever, you know, whatever we worry about. And as you said already during this conversation, even if you were to just take it back to the simple and essential exercise that we all do every moment of every day, which is our breath. Mm-hmm. And for me, if, if it does happen yeah. that I do wake up my mm. quickest way back into sleep for me mm. is to just slow the breathing down, yeah. bring the awareness to it and just breathe. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, a hundred percent. That's I couldn't agree more with you. The breath, yeah, because we shallow breathe and we do all different types of things, and you know, the the breath is what is what connects all the systems. Well, you know, deactivates some of the, some of those stress responses. Yeah, because when you're yeah when you're in that fight or flight, you're usually in that kind of shallow breath. Shallow you're breathing breath, up yeah. in your yeah. in your in your throat sometimes, not even in your chest, yeah. where you wanna you wanna bring it down and slow it down. Okay, um, and just know, I suppose, for because I, as I said, we got a myriad of these questions. Like, I'm very anxious, can't sleep. Please help. I've a racing mind, can't switch off. How best to get back to sleep in the middle of the night? How do I get back to sleep? You know, I mean, so many questions. Just know that you are certainly not alone. It's extremely common, and the waking up at the three or the four. Yeah, it's a natural, natural it's part, natural of, your, part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, as I said, a lot of questions um, from shift workers. Yeah, and our frontline workers. Um, Okay, I'm a guard. What's the best way for me to get into a sleep routine after working nights? So for those listening, um, you know, for people who are shift workers, they usually spend a few days or nights on, on, on different mm. patterns and they switch mm. again. That's so right. That's difficult because it's not continuous. Yeah, I think I th- the rotating patterns are difficult. There are so many different patterns. Two, two, three. Dupont Pittman. I mean, there's any amount of them. I know, as far as I'm aware, I mean, if if the guard is on a core, if he's a core, he's their shift pattern has changed recently to a twelve. It went from an eight hour to a twelve hour, so they have two two days, two nights, three mm. days off, uh, and that's their that's their routine. Um, you you know, it's crucial what you do on your days off, um, for the shift workers. Um, you have to get into the rhythm over the course of that particular pattern. Is, um, it's over a week. Okay, so so you're 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 it's it's moving ahead every uh, one day a week. The guards know what I'm talking about if he's listening. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, <laughs> the best way after night. So what happens is you come home after your second night. So I, I know you do two nights. So you go to bed. At, I'm guessing at seven or eight o'clock. Remember the sleep blocks. Sleep for three hours or four and a half hours. So ideally, bed at eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve thirty. Get up at twelve thirty. Stay awake all day. Um, do your normal routine during the day don't nap fall asleep then at night wait until you feel tired to go to bed you will you'll have no problem sleeping after the first night after the the night shift because you'll be tired and you'd only have had four and a half hours sleep then fall asleep and what will happen what will tend to happen is you'll tend to wake up at three or four in the morning and then you do the exercise i told you um so we we have to try and sort of train our circadian the rhythm um, in, in, in that sense. So that would be the advice. There's three ways that you can do it. You can actually hold off on your on your night shift and not sleep and try and get straight back into the next. Because what you're doing is you're always looking ahead for the next shift mm. and, and your next shift will be the day shift three days after, right? Yeah. So you're going to try and shift your circadian rhythm and typically what happens is actually they may not have a problem sleeping the first night but the second night they do, they wake up, Okay. Um, makes me feel that us who can go to bed at regular hours yeah. wake up we have we, it's such a it's such a very lucky such a luxury it is it's, it is really a privilege but yeah look the, the, the night shift workers uh, sleep for three hours four and a half hours get up stay awake um, for as long as possible really and then go to bed and you'll have no problem sleeping you know if you do wake up uh, enact the, the kind of routine and your legends basically and thank you for doing the work that you do because it's it's so important okay another one here I'm a nurse and since COVID-19 came to Ireland my sleep is completely different I'm exhausted when I hit the pillow but I find that my sleep is poor and I feel on edge and tired all the time it's that kind of anticipatory anxiety is what we call it you know um, if you're stressed out you're going to have sleep issues yeah um, simple as that yeah. um, and that's you know again for the research I was involved in oh, I think more than 70% of people who were stressed out reported sleep issues every night so um, yeah. it's it's again it's almost um, finding how you can unwind and relax in a, in a healthy way yeah you know and deal with the deal with the, the those kind of because I can imagine it's traumatic and trauma is, you know, it's hugely important that we deal with the trauma in our lives because otherwise it will just, you know, it's a really big disruptor of sleep. And especially for that person, you can, you can, I can kind of feel their pain, yeah. you know, because you're, you're, you're putting yourself into that situation every day as a nurse, you're in, into that front line. So, um, and what they've had to do, what they've had yeah, to witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, you know, mind, mind all those other areas of, of, of your life and know that, you know, 
um, you you know you can you can change the the sleep habit. It's all you know. He, what what you can do is look after all of the physical attributes I, I, I I've spoken about, um, and you know try and eat well during during that shift and fuel well. Avoid the you know the the coffee, the high octane food, the high fat, high sugar food, the light. Control the light when you leave your shift. Control the light. Wear sunglasses into the car and drive home. Um, and then ha- give time to unwind. Give time to unwind the brain and the body before you crash. Because what sounds like it's happening is he's just crashing, and then he's waking up three hours later in a kind of you know mm. in a stressed, stressed out, or whatever kind of over you know overstimulated. As you said as well, finding healthy ways to unwind because oftentimes after a difficult day or a difficult difficult shift or whatever it is. A lot of people turn to a glass of wine or a pint yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it. But mm-hmm. it is the knock on effect of that. Yeah. As the quantity goes up, the quality of sleep goes down. So just, yeah. just to be mindful of that. OK, this question here is um, I wake up a few times a night to check on my son who's a toddler and I go to the toilet. I always go back to sleep. But is my disrupted sleep a problem? OK, that's that's a good question. I mean, Many people wake up and, and, and have to go to the toilet at night and I would prefer, I would much prefer you to be hydrated and go to the toilet rather than be dehydrated and not go to the toilet. Um, I think the Irish Heart Foundation advise on this, you know, to stay hydrated. Um, we know that the highest incidence of heart attack and stroke, not to frighten you or anything like that, um, it happens between 6am and 12pm, 12, 12 between 6 and 12, essentially in the morning. All right. Because the blood is thicker if you're dehydrated. Um, okay. And the, your blood pressure actually spikes at 6 a.m. And this is from research from Professor Russell Foster in the in the UK, who I was on a panel with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, the, the going to the, the, the bathroom is fine. Let's talk about the impact that has on sleep. Very little, because your body's going to wake up naturally at the end of a sleep cycle. You're going to wake up, you're going to go to the bathroom, you're going to come back, and likelihood is you're going to go bang, straight back into sleep. Um, so that's very reassuring then yeah, for this person. Yeah, it is. I, I, I don't, not, not really a problem at all, you know, um, so it's fine. Do men have to go to the toilet more often in the night than women? I don't know, Sheila. That's a good question. I, I No, just from yeah. my experience, it feels like I remember, I suppose the only thing I could compare it to is when I was pregnant. Yeah. I used to have to get up and go to the toilet, something I never have to do. Mm. I don't have to do now. Yeah. But the only the time pregnancy. I had to do it was when I was pregnant. Yeah. I went, jeepers, I have to get up. Because I felt like, obviously, you're, you know, yeah. your, your bladder at, towards the end of your pregnancy is the size sure. of a pea. <laughs> um, so, but it's never something I, I do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually, yeah. I, I, thankfully, I'm usually the kind of person that barely remembers their night's sleep. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm conked and I go, I'm gone until Great. the morning. Great. I wasn't always that way, as I said, but yeah. I am now. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly am at the moment. But yeah, the getting up to, to use the toilet, whether you're male or female, not an issue. Not really an issue. Not an issue That's really me, reassuring. I yeah, love that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to dreaming, nightmares, night terrors, all that kind of stuff, right? right? This question here. Since the pandemic, my dreams have been crazy. What's going on? Okay, this is this is a phenomenon known as pandemic dreaming. It is a real thing. There are about okay. seven studies going on at the moment globally around pandemic dreaming. So what's happening is this. There's a few things happening. Number one, anticipatory anxiety. We don't know the outcome. When we don't know the outcome, our brain is then sort of on alert. Uh, and is is kind of grasping. The second thing is um, we haven't got the normal amount of input from meeting other people and going about and going into work and traveling. We're we're at home, and so the input is is a lot less. So your brain is kind of struggling to deal with that. Um, the other thing is, I mean, your normal stressors um, are probably. They may be slightly different, so you, your brain is struggling to process that. Okay. The other thing is the virus; it's an unseen. So what tends to happen is their brain then will look for symbols to represent a virus and represent that. So people are having all of these crazy dreams, and it's completely normal again. <laughs> so yeah, okay. it's nothing to worry about. Very vivid, very you know, out there as such. Um, but yeah, look, don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. Now that's very different to. Um, night terrors yeah. or nightmares that's that's a different thing so night terrors are a different thing and it leads me to the question that was sent in to us as well this was actually sent to me directly um, 
and it's this. My husband is 62 and he suffered from night terrors all his life. He goes through phases of on and off. He wakes up very frightened around 2 a.m. thinking something has gone very wrong. Either a car accident, bad things happening, hanging off a cliff, things like that. And he wakes me up to get me out of danger. I have to turn that on the lights and reassure him that all is okay. He is absolutely wrecked the following day and so am I. What's going on here? Um, yeah, my heart goes out to him. Um, yeah. A lot of people have, you know, told me about night terrors and it, it just put the hairs up in the back of your neck, how real it is for them because they feel it's exceptionally real. I mean, I've had people saying like, there's people in the room, there's the, the ceiling cracks open and spiders come out and all kinds of things, like, you know, horrendous, horrific things um, and very real for those people. Scientists don't know what causes it. They know what makes it worse and they know how to maybe make it a little bit better. So let's talk about that. Um Obviously, if you're stress, alcohol, those things tend to to increase the amount, the incidence of uh, night terrors. How can you improve it? Well, obviously, reduce those things if you can. Uh, the stress being a big one, and um, do what's called a sleep reset. So, um, what I'd like you to do is figure out how long it takes you to fall asleep. Okay. Now, most most of us kind of know that generally. I'm talking about generally here. So, if it takes me twenty minutes to fall asleep. I will set an alarm for 25 or 30 minutes, okay? So five or 10 minutes into my sleep, the alarm will go off and I will wake up. And then you go just go to sleep as normal. And we know that this reduces the incidence of night terrors by about 50%. Wow. So that will help him. So do this little sleep reset every night. Like a strange thing to do in a way, like, you know, you're trying to get into sleep, but you're making yourself wake you're up. You're making yourself but wake up. But obviously the research is there. The research is there. I mean, polysomnography is, 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 is that thing where you see all the wires coming out of there. Yeah. And they're, they're measuring brainwave activity. They're measuring all kind, non-REM, REM sleep, all kinds of things. And, and, you know, they don't even know the mechanism of how that works or why that works, but they know it does work. So, and will you get to, will you drift off to sleep again? Not a bother, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. there's enough sleep pressure there, you see, right? So, enough just to wake you up mm-hmm. a few minutes, yeah. Even once, once you wake up yourself, you go, oh, Right, I'm and you know, Great. you, you, you won't be drinking, yeah. It's fascinating, you, you know, it, it, it should help. So, please try that. Are night terrors ever linked to maybe unresolved issues in a person's waking life? Yeah, I think, I think again, going Possibly. back to traumas, okay. um, the, the, like people who have night terrors, sometimes they're, they're developed with people who have uh, post traumatic stress. stress. So, you know, okay, yeah, they've been through something perhaps. So your heart would just go out to her and her husband, to be yeah. honest, because he's going through it. But bless him. Mm. He, like a lot of men do, they want to be the fixer, the protector, the defender. He, you know, she says he tries to wake me up to protect me, to mm. mind me. Yeah. And then then she's worried about him and she's not getting the decent night's sleep either. So, yeah, hopefully if they try this method, it may benefit. Please try. Please try the method. I, again, I mentioned the sensitivity. We, we generally fall asleep better on our non-dominant side and our left side. And the reason for that is because if somebody comes into the cave to try and take away my 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 partner, yeah. I can protect them with my strong hand. Isn't that amazing that we're so sensitive? We fall asleep on this side it? and we can we can protect with that with that hand. Even the layout of your bedroom is the door. Where's the door in your bedroom? You know all that kind of stuff. Like that's how sensitive we are to 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 sleep and threats and everything. And one of my favorite books that I read years ago was um, why what is it called again? Why women can't read maps and why men don't listen. Written by a couple who are psychologists whatever and they kind of talk about genetic memory and how yeah. now they're taking a heterosexual man and a heterosexual woman because there obviously are yeah. like all things you yeah. know exceptions to the rule but yes. that oftentimes in terms of our position in the bed where we sleep mm. the man will also almost automatically mm-hmm. be sleeping on the side closest to the door mm-hmm. so that if there was as you just mentioned a yeah. threat that yeah. he would be the first up to protect his partner, his yeah. family. Yes. It is that hunter-gatherer thing. Oh, it is. Um, we're, we're, it's interesting, we're, isn't it? We're exceptionally, we're wired. We're people, you wouldn't believe how sensitive we were wired to that. The other thing to mention, I just, I forgot to mention this, is important. Um, medication. Some people who, who take different medication, that can cause an increase in night terrors as well. Yeah, okay. So check yeah. the, so the just, side effects. I mean, talk to your GP talk, about it. Yeah, speak to your GP about it. I know certain um, um, vivid dreaming and all that kind of stuff. Uh, incidence and prevalence increase with certain medications. And speaking of medications, there are those who are on medication to sleep mm-hmm. and, and there is no judgment. Some people need it. Mm-hmm. Um, some people get into the habit of, of, of using it and it's like a crutch they can't let go of. Um, 
I would Any say, thoughts on that? I would say strict medical um, supervision in yeah. terms of research on it. CBTI's cognitive behavioural therapy for insomnia has been shown to be just as effective. Placebos have been shown to be just as effective. Mm -hmm. We know that certain um, medications for sleep inhibit other functions and they actually, you don't go as deep in the deeper phases if you're uh, if you're taking certain sleep medicate sleeping tablets essentially okay, interesting so, I'd, I'd so even though you people, think you might be getting a great you, all night's sleep you think you might be I'd, right. lo I'd love for people to 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 look at, I mean it's, it's like anything if you look after all the other areas of your life if you look after all that you know, if you're doing fairly well I mean, no one's talking about perfect adherence or anything like that but mm. the sleep will look after itself yeah Do you know you, you know yourself you're making better choices around food exercise all those things tie in and you can see the relationships now between food and sleep and exercise and, you know, stress and coffee and overthinking and work. They're all related to, they can all impact sleep. Yeah. Before I move on to another question. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The position in the bed is one I'd like to ask about because you mentioned about, you know, the dominant side of the left and right. Sure. Is there an optimal position for us to sleep in? Well, it, it, it's a good question. I mean, we, we should be sleeping on both sides. We should Alternate. Sorry, we should alternate on both sides. So why should we alternate on both sides? I mentioned to you that the brain cleans itself of plaque. It flushes itself out with um, um, cerebral fluid. So water increases and the channels in our brain, if I'm sleeping this side, it flushes itself out and then I switch over to that side, it, it also flushes that side out. So that's actually important for the for the flushing of the brain, which is incredible. Um, your brain has buildup of toxins. This is amazing. If we look at a map of the human body and we see your, your lymphatic system, your all your lymph nodes, your glands, and you see a map of that, that's part of your circulatory system. And that, your your lymphatic system cleans out your blood, right? Mm. It doesn't extend to the brain. Okay. But that's why your brain needs to clean itself at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sleep position, ideally, uh, left side and right side, both. And, you know, the fetal position is great for putting you to sleep as well. Mm. I don't know if people might not notice this, but if you actually put yourself into the fetal position, it's a good way of... Uh, initiating sleep mm. so though all the positions um, the stomach I, uh, some people sleep in their stomach not great for the neck whatever position you sleep in the best would be um, uh, side or back let's move on to another question here yep. and we had again we had a lot in about tech tech what yeah. to use can I use should I use so um, is it a good idea to listen to calming music podcast or guided meditation before going to bed and I suppose on the flip side of that question there's the there is the issue of like should the phone be in the room at all yeah I mean look I think I think um, I've, I I speak all the time to, to organisations and companies and people around this and I've asked them for years I've asked the question who brings their phone into the bedroom and I'd say 95 or more percent of hands go up and we and we do um, it's what it's how we use it you know that the issue is the light number one and the um, the stimulating you know those little beeps that go off and they send you know we get dopamine so how are you using your phone why are you bring it into the bedroom the barriers well I'd say to use the, the the music the podcast the meditation all good all good you find what works for you and you go with it turn off the notifications 
turn your there's a setting in 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 the devices brightness and display settings that cuts out the blue led light we have very specific receptors in our eyes for blue led light that tell us to wake up so if you're looking at the phone at night you're, you could be telling your brain to wake up i'm so glad you mentioned this because not alone is it good for, in terms of sleep it's also good in terms of our skin and everything mm. and we're you know when you can actually i don't know why phone companies don't have it on as standard that they apply it, it. Mm. so i didn't have it on yeah. i didn't have it on for ages until I don't know, maybe about two years ago. Yeah. Maybe not even that long ago. Yeah. That somebody told me about it. Yeah. Jeepers, let me check the phone. And I, I didn't have it on. Yeah. So it's very easy. So go into your settings. Yeah. Make sure it's on. Make so sure therefore, on. it'll help with the sleep, but it's also, you're not exposing your skin to unnecessary Exactly. I mean, look, there's, rays a, as well. there's a reason they call it beauty sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cellular regeneration. Yeah. If you're sleep deprived, sleep deprivation acts as an accelerant for aging. Yeah. Boom, there we go. So look after your sleep for, for beauty reasons. And as you already mentioned, it's the inevitable thing. When you're tired in the day, what do you do? You're reaching mm. for those sugary snacks mm. or those salty snacks to yeah. give you a bit of a lift. You usually, you know, consume more calories then because yeah. you've, you're you just exhausted and your body is craving something. Yeah. But it's craving sleep we know why to make it up in different ways. Yeah, and probably greater in elevation. You don't know why the craving is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the, with the phones, fine. All those things work really well, but... The, the light and the don't be checking your messages. Again, you know, this is a process, same as changing anything in your life, whether it be your food, you're not going to, we've all done it, or you've, you've cleared out the press or you've done whatever. Yeah, you, you go know, hell for leather on it, go, but you, you can't sustain it then. Yeah, you can, it's, in, it's all mm. gradual. Gradual. Yeah. Um, would you rec- would he recommend this is mm-hmm. another question would he recommend an alarm that wakes you up slowly in the morning I've heard people talk about them but I'm not sure whether to invest in it so these are the alarms I've heard people talk about these mm-hmm. as well they have a light on them that you know you give it the time the approximate mm-hmm. time that you want to wake up and mm-hmm. then it, it's, it suppose it's talking about what you spoke mm-hmm. about already about the light yeah. naturally sending S- a signal to your brain to wake up the sunrise the sunrise because you yeah I mean look I wouldn't I wouldn't be I'm fine with that I am fine with that. No problem at all. If you if you if you think that will help you, then go for it. Now you you must try and remember that you should it should be in tune with your sleep cycles. Okay. Okay. So naturally, towards the end of your sleep cycle, you will be in a lighter phase anyway. You you know, so your dream phase. So it will that's that's fine. Yeah, that works. That works well as long as it's kind of in tune with your sleep cycles. I suppose the dream scenario would be you go to bed at a certain time and you wake up at your own pace at your yeah. own time. But unfortunately. With busy lives and work yeah. and kids, that's yeah. not always the way. Most of us get woken up by an alarm, be yeah. it, uh, uh, you know, an, a, an alarm on your phone or a child yeah. running yeah. into the room, <laughs> you know. So so we're yeah. being woken up mm. so naturally. I'd say, you know, the, the alarm, the, the proper alarm to have is what I call the reverse snooze button. Instead of hitting your snooze button, like set an alarm to go to bed. Set an alarm to mm. initiate your, your hour routine of, okay, an hour before I need to start unwinding here. And then into bed and then you're, it takes you half an hour or whatever so like you should be setting alarms for that because if you do that correctly then the, the morning will look after itself you will wake up feeling pretty good brilliant point because I find that it's one thing heading upstairs to go to bed but and I think a lot of people um, who you know might wear a bit of makeup and like their you know to mm. remove their makeup at night I mean my nighttime ritual can take a bit of time before I'm even yeah. in the bed well, see, well, do you know what you, like that's a good point and taking the makeup off and cleaning the face will actually yeah. help sleep believe it or not okay. washing the face will help sleep Freshly, okay yeah what, Very good. Yeah, yeah. So, so whether so, we're male or female, whether we wear makeup yes. or not, washing the face is yeah, good. Then, wash good the one. Face. Okay. Yeah, that will actually help sleep. You would think the opposite. Like you would you, think the opposite. You're waking Wake yourself up. up. Yeah, but no, cleaning the face, brushing the teeth, that will help sleep. Oh, okay, brilliant. Um, how do I improve time spent in the REM stage? My smartwatch is reporting not enough time spent on the stage. So this is the light stage of sleep, mm. rapid eye movement. Yeah. And it's the whole other issue of the smartwatches and apps. I've heard you speak about this before and yep. I know that you believe that for some people it's good, others maybe not so mm. good. Again, depends on the kind of personality type. Um, the efficacy of the devices, the measurement tools, um, you know, how, how, how sure are we that they are giving you valid and accurate and repeatable information? We're not awfully sure. Even the tech, you know, even some of these companies that I've worked with um, have said, look, you know, they can give you a degree of accuracy. Um, so I, I don't I don't want you to get hung up on it because, okay. um, you know, it may not be um, very accurate. I've The gold standard is polysomnography. We're actually hardwired. You're wired to a machine. And I've worked with technology that's sort of 96% accurate against that. But I, I couldn't I couldn't say otherwise. So don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Look after all the all the all the, the other stuff I spoke about, and that'll that'll look after itself. You you kind of you kind of coax 
your brain into getting more REM sleep or, or otherwise, you know, outside of disruptions. Hmm. So your brain will your brain will look after itself. Don't worry about that. Very good, yeah. very good. Because I think a lot of people probably it just adds more anxiety yeah, onto it. If they wake in the morning, <laughs> check the app, and it's not maybe delivering the sleep that they thought they had. If you're a Type A personality, you could you could you, you're most likely going to have um, disruptions, and those uh, those kind of things are not great for for those type of people who are like, I need to hit that target. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's like somebody who's feeling really good in themselves and mm. puts on an outfit and feels fantastic, and maybe they've been doing a bit of say weight training. Mm. And they've added a bit of weight, but they're looking better in their clothes because mm. they've, you know, they're going down in inches. Next mm. thing they hop up in the scales yeah. and the scale says it's gone up. What yeah. happens to their mood? It goes yeah. down and yeah. they start feeling bad about themselves, mm. whereas actually they've done brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it depends on the person, which is a really good one. Mm. All of these things. And like it's probably a thread in all of these conversations on this podcast series, which is about getting to know yourself better. Mm. And once you can tune into you mm-hmm. and you know your own what your own routines are, your own mm-hmm. triggers, mm-hmm. you can improve your life. Yeah, and keep an open mind. Keep an open keep mind, an open yeah, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, Tom. Okay, habits, routines. Again, loads of questions on this. Um, let's just take one here. Is getting eight hours sleep from an early time, say around 10 o'clock, is that more efficient than getting it? So they're saying basically getting your seven, your eight hours sleep from 10 a.m. Is it more efficient than getting it from, say, 2 a.m.? That's yeah. a really good question. Yeah, because you get this like kind of thing of like, an, and again, it goes back to the Irish. I know it's an Irish thing. Um, an hour before 12 is worth two after or whatever, you know. Um, again, this comes down to the light. OK, because like does, does, uh, scientists have measured this, have measured different blocks. So we have we have um, sometimes your phase of sleep can shift. Um, and I just mentioned this briefly. So teenagers, mm. anyone teenagers, right? You know the problem is getting them to go to sleep, getting them to go to bed. They don't want to. They want to stay up all night, right? And they don't want to get up in the morning. Yeah, that's called a phasal shift. As adults, as we age, we become worse at sleep. The mechanisms are not as good, and our phasal shift goes the other way. We tend to fall asleep earlier and wake up earlier, right? Um, so um, be mindful of that. Now, there's no difference between getting good quality sleep as long as the light or other physical factors don't interfere so there's no real issue with it before you know eight o'clock ten o'clock if you're if you fall asleep at 2 a.m likelihood is you know you may be you may be awoken by nature or sounds or people or light or those other things so that as Mm -hmm. long as those are, are are okay then it's fine Okay, and what about the hours of the night are there certain hours that are linked to you know, certain sleep repairs or the certain yeah, hours I mean, that we ideally should be sleep. I know, obviously, for shift workers, that's not always no, a possibility. It's going to be modulating. It's going to be changing. Like, say, I, you know, the, we look at the, the organs in the system. So your your gut bacteria have their own circadian rhythm. So at night, uh, what happens is certain bacteria die away and other bacteria multiply and proliferate and clean up your digestive system while you're sleeping. Mm. And then in the morning when you go and you eat again, you're much better able to break down, utilise um, and absorb vitamins and minerals. So that's one reason why your why your gut bacteria is really important. Your serotonin that I've mentioned, so crucial for sleep, 90% of that is actually produced in your gut. Okay. So, you know, there are certain times during the day and night, all of this ties in are all interlinked together. So, um, and again, the, the repair is happening during the first two deep phases of sleep. And is there, are there key hours that experts say, ideally, as humans, we should be asleep during these hours? Yeah, I mean, we should. I mean, the reason midnight is called midnight, it should be the middle of the night, you know. All so, right, like, okay. you know, we, the tendency, like, we should be obeying the, the, the natural cycles of, of, of uh, the planet, the day. I mean, mm. the French scientists were, went into a cave for two weeks to see if light was the only trigger. Because okay. we know it's very important to see, well, what happens to the brain and the body if, if we've no signal from light and dark? So the French scientists went into a cave for two weeks, complete darkness, and operated with, with night vision goggles or whatever else and recorded how long they slept. Um, and they found that their body naturally went into a pattern of about eight hours, slightly more. And it, the, the, um, the full rhythm was, was, was 24 hours and 10 minutes. And so why was it 10 minutes? Why was that a little bit over 24 hours? Because that is actually the rotation of the, it's it's the leap year, it's the extra. Wow. Thing. So that's how sensitive we are. That's fascinating. You know, so it is really fascinating. So yeah, mm. no, we're very sensitive. So um, again, like you said, get in tune with your body, take away the stimulants, the sedatives. 
yeah. do the right things during the day. OK, loads of other questions on that, but I think that was a good one to answer. Let's move on to this one. Supplements. Yep. I've heard that certain supplements can help you sleep. Magnesium, calcium, herbal tinctures, melatonin. Can your expert recommend and talk about this, please? So this person is clearly into it. Yeah, clearly. So the um, so vitamin D, I would say maybe I would recommend. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, Dr. Mary Ryan, I think is it. Is that yes? Yes. So like, love, um, big fan of Dr. Mary Ryan. So I know she's fabulous. She, she's brilliant, brilliant. Well, she recommends vitamin D, and I would, I would definitely recommend vitamin D as well. We if don't you, really get enough of it here, do we? we? Don't really, and and some people need more. If you take vitamin D, take it in the morning. Okay, important. Take it in the morning, not in the evening. So take vitamin D in the morning and take. It's vitamin. energizing, is it? It's it it's it's it kind of acts like a hormone in the body, so it, oh, can, right. it, can, it can bring you up a bit. So take vitamin D three in the morning and then t- uh, in the evening. Magnesium is mentioned there. Some people find magnesium. It helps with parasympathetic, um, the parasympathetic system, and it helps with nerve impulse and heart rate. And that's where the calcium, magnesium. I probably go with, with magnesium sometimes they come together talk to your doctor about taking um, calcium I, t- I take them together in a supplement mm. and I have to say I like it it suits me yeah. and uh, and I do I think it helps yeah, yeah, yeah I do it is it's all those little things the, you know? the herbal tinctures yeah sure go for it I mean if, if you feel it works for you then go as recommended melatonin is not a supplement um, well I mean melatonin has to be prescribed Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I've never heard. Like, yeah. it was interesting when I saw this because I've actually, I was like, melatonin. I've never seen it sold as a supplement. But I was thinking, maybe yeah. I don't know. No, it's not. It's sub- you can get precursors to melatonin. Okay. Um, but melatonin is something that has to be prescribed. Now you can actually, you know, in in the US, in Spain, in other countries, you can actually buy it um, over the counter. You know. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's not. But in Ireland, it must be prescribed. Really positive feedback from uh, melatonin in terms of um, treating things like sleep apnea. Um, okay. And some people find it works very well because uh, some people may not be producing enough melatonin. Yeah. So again, but look, that, I'm not a doctor, and that's up to you to speak to your your GP about if you feel as though it would help you. Talk to your doctor. Mm, okay. And again, look at you know he he will talk about interactions with other medication so yeah 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 okay brilliant restless legs and I've put in brackets here just for myself I got about eight questions on this so let's answer this if we can um, I suffer from restless legs at night can I do anything to help with this and I remember actually when I was pregnant it was one of the things I had and yeah. it's so annoying yeah yeah so again I the magnesium actually yeah. will, will yeah. help with this um, yeah, yeah. because it, it helps uh, helps relax it helps uh, relax nerve impulse it works in the nervous system so definitely I think tr- definitely try the magnesium and would and like salts like your Epsom yes. salts your magnesium kind of rich salts things like that yeah, yeah absolutely the the um, what, what the, the salt the bath salts would be good yeah um, I would definitely say if you can uh, st- warm it up and stretch it again that mm. would that, that, that should that should help and then there's other kind of creams and lotions you can use that might assist a little bit but yeah yeah the magnesium and the other the other bits and the stretching and all that will, will help an avoidance of the uh, stimulants and the, the the alcohol and stuff like that. yeah brilliant and probably a lot of it as well is down to hydration is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah hydration yeah. is really, really important okay again a lot of questions on menopause and perimenopause and the impact these stages of a woman's life can have on your sleep um yeah. i'm at the menopause stage of life and my sleep is rubbish any tips yeah, my heart goes out to all the perimenopausal and menopausal women. It's something that I get asked um, a lot about because you know you you will have a lot of disruption, uh, and that's that's really down to sex hormones uh, that kind of change. So progesterone is the primary one. So progesterone yeah. levels really really drop off. Now progesterone has a role in sleep. Okay, okay. and that's a big part of the reason why you have sleep disruption. Um, estrogen and progesterone, right? Um, women experience what we call uh, vasomotor uh, symptoms. So you 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 have difficulty with the thermostat essentially, and you you get hot flushes and night sweats and cold chills. You get all this kind of stuff. It's mm. crazy, and they get. I really feel sorry for them. So there's like a couple of different things you can do. Mm. Um, you you know one avenue may be HRT. Um, but then that's you know that's something to speak to your doctor about hormone replacement therapy. Um, it may not be suitable for all people. Uh, the other things you can do outside of that are, um, you can certain foods um, they contain phytoestrogens. Okay, so mm. people say I don't want to increase estrogen levels. That's fine. You won't. 
because it's a phyto, it's a plant estrogen. Phyto means plant, so phytoestrogen. So things like linseed. I know I recommended linseed. I think to you before. Yeah, so, you did. Uh, linseed uh, and soy products. So people think again that soy causes an increase. It doesn't. The phytoestrogens bind to estrogen receptors in your body, mm-hmm. and you get the benefit without the estrogen. So that will really help with sleep. Yeah. So go for foods that were, and then actually talking about nutrition as well and, the, and melatonin. There is a dose of melatonin in a handful of cherries or um, pistachio nuts uh, in clinical trials, you know, work very well. So for the menopausal women, the phytoestrogens in the soy, in the linseed w- uh, will help avoid alcohol, spicy food, uh, your bedroom at night, uh, keep it, keep it cool, keep your, you know, keep the clothes that you can, you can take them off or whatever, you know, keep light clothes, mm. not, not, not heavy sure. uh, clothes like that. Uh, and have a little fan maybe beside that you can turn on mm. as well. That, that, that might help. It's interesting you mentioned the cherries because I was actually thinking when you were t- speaking about melatonin earlier that, you know, I've seen that in the health shop where mm. there's like a tincture or a drink that you can take that mm. it does link to improved sleep. Yeah. So whatever the ingredient is in the cherries, the type of cherries. Yeah, tyrosine, 5-HTP, there's a lot of different, you know, uh, um, compounds that, that influence sleep. Um, uh, tryptophan is an amino acid, one of the amino acids. So tryptophan is a precursor to melatonin yeah. so foods that are high in tryptophan that's why you feel sleepy when you have your little snack before going to mm. bed so all the tryptophan is in, in grains and lean proteins and things like pumpkin seeds and sweet potatoes and bananas all those things are milk yeah. uh, you know all those things have compounds which aid sleep yeah yeah so, brilliant yeah. And there's so much stuff on the market, I suppose. But as you said already, you got to check with your doctor. You got to check, yeah. make sure there's no contradictions in terms of what mm-hmm. you're taking, what your own conditions are. But look, do your do your research. Ask your the research. questions. Yeah. There might be something in it for you. OK, um, last few questions here are the more specific ones. This is the kind of sleep disorders. Yeah. So my husband suffers from sleep apnea. And I find I worry about him. So my sleep then is very broken. Mm-hmm. Any advice here for him and for me? I suppose there's no quick answer with this one. Well, sleep apnea is something that you need to get. You need to go and speak to a doctor about. That's absolutely, you know, it's absolutely essential. If people snore. I mean, they're, they're probably, it, it can be an indicator of sleep apnea. It's not always an indicator of sleep apnea. But if people have, epi- people have episodes where basically they stop breathing, mm, you know. It's frightening. And it's very frightening. And, and they, they, they can, you know, depending on the amount of incidence and the severity, it can have a, a detrimental effect on your health. So if you have sleep apnea, go and speak to a doctor. Um, get assessed. You need to get properly assessed for the sleep apnea, um, and then you know you may you may have a regulator an apparatus that you put on it. Like you may not have to. There mm. may be other things that you can do. I know that melatonin has been associated with really positive impact on sleep apnea. So people people maybe don't go because they think oh I don't want those machines or whatever. But you know please get it checked out. The other things, all the other things mentioned here. Um, the teeth grinding, the um, the speaking, the talking, all that kind of stuff, um, and all other other things that people might do sleep even mm. including sleepwalking those are known as para, uh, parasomnias and they're kind of you know you just, your, your your body just kind of takes off and starts doing kind of strange things um at night wake people up if they're if they're walking around and usually it's the person that's experienced that doesn't have a notion that they're doing doesn't it doesn't have like a notion, i yeah. apparently grind my teeth occasionally yeah. i have no recollection of it yeah, at all no. sometimes that i found i haven't done it in a long time now thankfully yeah. but sometimes I've, I've i've woken up feeling a bit tight in my jaw yeah and then and then himself has told me yeah you were grinding your teeth last night so and I'm not aware of it. Yeah. So I was wondering: is it just that? Is it, is it anxiety, or am I dreaming? Why? What is that? What's it about? It's interesting. Yeah, no, it is very interesting. And again, you know, scientists are kind of struggling to to to, to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Because only in the last sort of twenty or thirty years, really, have we started to really discover what's happening in sleep. Some areas of our brain are more active when we're asleep than they are when we're awake. Okay. There's a hell of a lot going on. Yeah, there is. What can we do to? I mean, is it difficult to prevent these things if they're happening Again, to you? It, it, you know, it really is about looking after all the other, okay, all the other areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then do, so basically, you got to do the work. Yeah. And, and not just like the guy did for you. I did it once and it didn't work. Yeah. You got to do it consistently for a period yes, of about six right. weeks. Yeah. Be and consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose, look at in the times we're in right now. Why don't you make your sleep a priority if you're listening and you're one of the people who either got in touch with me or you're listening to this because you were drawn to listen to this podcast. 
you know, why don't you adapt some positive changes? See, there might be a bit of work in the beginning because like all things, mm-hmm. creating new habits, it does take a bit of effort yeah. and it does take the repetition of it, which in the beginning is difficult. But the more you do it, the easier yeah. it gets. Yeah. And and it might just transform not yeah. just your night, mm-hmm. but your daytime as well. That's that's the big thing you can. You can change your habit, you know, have confidence in that. Tom, I've loved this. I know the time has absolutely flown and and we actually only got to answer a handful of the questions that came through. But I do think we focused in on as many of mm. the topics and yeah. I hope those listening have got something beneficial out of it. I certainly have taken, again, an awful lot from our conversation. For those listening who want to hear more from you, get in touch with you, see what you're about. How do they get in touch with you? Um, I suppose these were Instagram, um, tomcoleman.ie. Uh, go on there give me a follow throw a few questions at me no problem if I have if I have the time I will certainly come back to you and again what I love about you Tom is you can talk about the sleep but we covered so much more in this conversation because of your knowledge in nutrition in fitness in the clients you've worked with for years and years you're bringing all that to the table and I, I, this was a probably a richer conversation than I even thought it was going to be and I was excited about this one because I left you a gazillion voice notes <laughs> I had so many questions so I really hope those of you listening have got something really good out of it I know I have so thanks Tom Thank you for having me Sheila I really hope you enjoyed these sleep podcasts and if you want to contact Tom directly you'll find him on Instagram at tomcoleman.ie and if you like this podcast series please share it with friends and family and leave a rating review on Apple and subscribe on the other podcast platforms as it really does help to spread word about these conversations. Thank you so much for listening and if you want to see what I'm about you'll find me on readytobereal.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.